Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab housing industry. Today, we're speaking with Jeremy Nova of Studio Shed, a company that makes kit ADUs and sheds and a bunch of other cool stuff out of Colorado, I believe. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks a lot for having me. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're really excited to talk to you um, and le- excited to learn about your company. But first, I was hoping to um, learn a bit about more about you. We were just talking about how you are a, uh, a professional uh, cyclist or mountain biker. Um, you know, not everyone we talked to here was a professional athlete before they got into the prefab housing industry. So how did you get into this? Yeah, it's actually, it, well, it's a, it's the, they're related stories. So, um, I was a professional mountain bike racer for about 15 years. Um, my wife was as well. And the way that that crossed over into the prefab world was we lived in a small ranch house in downtown Boulder. And I think between the two of us, we had like 20 mountain bikes and nowhere to put them. Uh, and I've always been a, you know, just a real enthusiast, modern architecture and clean design. And I got an engineering degree at the university of Colorado in Boulder. And so just decided to design and build my own, um, kind of cool storage shed for mountain bikes. And that was how the company started. I never, well, I actually never even envisioned starting a company, um, about doing that, but my now business partner, Mike Koenig, uh, you know, he loved what I did said, Hey, can I do the same thing? Um, he built one and turned his into a home office and that was back in 2005. And then we kicked around the idea of, of doing was a company. That, was that just two by fours and like, uh, like very DIY in your backyard? Yeah, like, it was maybe yeah, not even it permitted. Was total DIY. Yep. Not permitted DIY. I mean, I, you know, it was the, the, the design aesthetic of that original one is actually still pretty similar to what our signature series is now, but I had, yeah, it was all stick built. You know, I put the glass panes in and built my own window stops and had metal fabricated and, you know, all that, all that stuff. And so it, it was a, it was a true like DIY project. And then his was as well. And then, you know, the, the first phase of the company was really figuring out, okay, how do we, how do we turn this into like a prefab concept how do we, you know, actually make it, you know, how do we create the technical details that, you know, make it so it's a, it's actually like a good technical product and not just a, a DIY shed in your backyard. And so that, and, and why, and why do this as a prefab product? I mean, right. Like, I mean, I obviously like legitimately, uh, a bit like big, there's a big record of me being a fan of prefab, but like, you know, like if you had done these stick belt, right. Why not just create like a local builder in, uh, in Boulder and just build these for people around there. So, so it's a great question. I, I think, you know, part of it was that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we, you know, we always sort of envisioned it as like this fun Legos for adults kind of project. And that, we wanted to make it so it was something that you could put together with a lower skill set than, you know, not needing to know, like, say, framing carpentry or any of those kind of things. And so we wanted it to be kind of like this IKEA type product. And we never, like, we haven't gotten there, right? It's still, there is like a. So your element thought that you, was that people wouldn't, this would be like a kit for the everyman and not something that like a local builder is right. Going to exactly. And, and there's, and so, you know, with that, and obviously, like, you know, that was 13 or 14 years ago now. And so the product has evolved, but, you know, by light years, but there is, you know, we feel like, and we're obviously plugged into the, 
the prefab landscape as well. But what we've found and where we are, you know, fully committed as a company now is sort of like a more hybrid prefab model where we've learned that there are things that are very, very efficient to do in a factory and they result in a much higher quality product. And there are still some things that are just more efficiently done in the field, we think. So we're, you know, and what, then, what specifically are you talking about? I mean, like I know on a lot of the homes that, especially like bigger single family homes we do, like garages, for example, um, which are still site built compared to like, sometimes they're panelized, but they're largely still site built, even on modular homes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Think what, of, your process? Yeah. I mean, even like something, right. Like putting in a garage door, right. Or something mm-hmm. like you just, you know, a garage door, I mean, plumbing, you know, right. like stitching together plumbing fixtures, the, the, um, I think a lot of the, I think in, in my opinion, like some of the dream of prefab is around like not having to, you know, do sort of the hard work of the field labor. And there's truth to that. Like it's difficult to find quality contractors to do these right. things. And you need to say, okay, if I can, you know, if I can move all of that manufacturing into a controlled environment, that's right. going to be which way better and potentially lower cost. And right. And, <laughs> exactly. and, and it is, but it's also, it, it, it it doesn't work as well as it could. And so mm-hmm. I think, and you know, there, we think there are efficiencies to, you know, sort of what we like 2d prefab as well, where you're panelized, you can, you don't right. need a crane, you can access more sites, um, you know, more easily with, with things like that. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, I like, that's really where we see a lot of this going is to do what makes sense in a factory in a factory, and then do what makes sense in the field, in the field. And the field piece is harder. Like that's one of the things for our company you know, having built out a, a real network of GC professionals that are able to service this and do that field work, that's the harder work than, you know, say, build the creating the specs to have a module that's factory built. But building those relationships and building the service side of the business has been, you know, is now paying large dividends that we have a bigger footprint with those install teams. So let's let's uh, roll back to the, your actual company studio shed. Um, and I know this and check out studio-shed.com if you want to see like beautiful photos, but what is the focus of studio shed? What do you do? What are your products? Yeah. For- so there's really, yeah, that's a great question. So the, the, the company started, as I said, sort of with, you know, just small back backyard, uh, you know, high design sheds and pretty much immediately moved into like small home offices and single room studios that still makes up the majority of units that we sell. Um, they're, you know, 10, 10 by 12 is our most popular size. So it's a, you know, single room, perfect for a home office or a creative studio, a little, you know, you just, your little backyard sanctuary. Um, and that's our, our signature series line that goes up all the way to 12 by 20. So there, that's, you know, pretty big. You get, you know, up just a little bit more than 200 square feet. And then our other main product line is called the summit series. And then that goes from about 200 square feet up to a thousand. And then those, we also, those are available directly through us with, you know, kitchenettes, bathroom, one bedroom configuration on the larger ones. And so that's really, you know, obviously the ADU landscape and that's the portion of the business that's growing the fastest right now. And we see, um, you know, I'm sure you're plugged into this as well, but the ADU landscape and, and market is really beginning to mature and communities are embracing that. You know, in California. Yeah. And California is, is huge. I mean, there's so much legislation there that's passed that's made ADU construction far more favorable um, you know, recently. So yeah, that's, uh, so that's it kind of small, you know, so we really specialize in that, you know, thousand square feet and down small prefab, you know, single room studios, and then up to like, you know, nice accessory dwelling units. And are those homes, those, the smaller, uh, kind of offices, 
they have electricity? Do they typically have, uh, they're typically conditioned, right? Like they have some kind of like um, HVAC kind of thing? Kind of depends. So like a small, like if you're talking about something that's like a 10 by 12, um, that we also electricity always. Yes. Um, and that, and that's something that we, you know, we handle with our installation teams, the, um, plumbing sometimes in the small units, you know, that, that plumbing is the one thing that bumps what we do into another level of permitting complexity, but we have, you know, we do it all the time, um, for the ADUs. So we know how to do it. And then uh, as far as HVAC, some people will choose to do it on smaller studios. It's not always necessary. Like if you have enough cross ventilation and, you know, like a a space heater, if it's cold and a fan, if it's warm. Um, But if people are doing a more substantive product or project and want that, um, we have, you know, some turnkey mini split options for that. And that works really well. Uh, You know, you just have like, there's actually some really clean wall mounted small units now that look, the design is nice on the inside. You know, it's not like a, 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 we call it the the sausage on the wall, right? I'm sure you've seen those type of mini splits. Like there's some new options out there that are really nice and they're pretty easy to install into our smaller units. And then do most, so do most people, I noticed the, right, like your interior package is sort of an option, at least from when I've like played around on your site. Do most people take advantage of that? Uh, you mo- yeah, most people do. Um, the, and so the, it's the one opportunity, you know, and we're, we're comfortable, you know, sharing that that is an area where you can save money if you want to do the interior yourself. So it's a mix like we, you can, you know, the building shell you can purchase with no interior, uh, you know, and that's, um, you know, for, if you purchase the interior package, it's sort of a white box, right? It's like insulation, drywall, electric, like ready to, you know, finish flooring and ceiling and you're ready to go. But if you want to, if, you, if you're the kind of person that wants to do interior finishes by yourself, it's generally the easiest part of the product. So a lot of people do opt for just a, a shell purchase. And then from a permitting standpoint, um, is that something that you will handle for people or you'll do like construction drawings or something and then like local builder will handle it or how, how we, does that all work we do um we generally need the the the, the customer we, we try to do as much as we can uh, to take it off the customer's plate and we have a whole permit services division uh within the company that uh that facilitates it and so we do the we, we build the document plan set you know everything from uh, you know, the, the, the site plan and the foundation details and so you'll build, do engineering you know, stuff too. we do, we have a, yeah, we have a relationship with an engineering firm that can stamp in all 50 States. So we do that. We do the engineering. There is, we like, th- th- we do need assistance from the homeowner sometime, right? Like, you know, they need to assist like on site plan. Um, you know, we'll have like an installer out there, like, as, for example, like in California, um, right, you know, the, the energy codes, it, it depends on, you know, where the glass is on the structure combined with the orientation. And so there are, there are often a couple site visits that we need to gather information from, um, from the homeowner, but we are the ones that would, that would compile the, the document set and then, uh, you know, deliver it to either the homeowner or, um, in, there are some places where we can submit. Interesting. So does that mean that because it's Title Twenty Four, right? Is the California um, one? Yeah, and we them. and we do we can do the Title Twenty Four certification. That's like a turnkey mm-hmm. add-on to the permit process for oh, us. Yeah. So does that mean that that is pretty easy to add uh, um, solar um, to your your products as well? 
It is. We're looking at we're we're in the process right now of a couple different turnkey solar packages right. that we retail. That Currently, yeah. we don't like you wouldn't purchase it through us, but we right. would kind of help you so. navigate that process. Um, mm. And that is that's kind of that's one of our things is to actually integrate that to our specific product offering. But right now, it would be done by a third party. But we would you know do we would facilitate like the appearance of that on the on the plan set and engineering and things like that. Got it. And then um, from a foundation perspective, uh, do you use a standard foundation for all your homes or do they vary from home to home or do you even need them for the smaller homes? It, it very, that's a, it's a good question. And um, the, the short answer is it depends. Um, you know, the small, like small single room studios, you know, something like a 10 by 12, right. it's, it's often more than sufficient just to do, you know, small piers and like a deck type wood frame foundation on that, um, especially if it's unpermitted. Um, if it's permitted, we often still do that style of foundation. There's just usually additional pier depth required. Um, is that just because it looks better? Because I would assume it slabs less, right? What's that? Would, wouldn't that would, is that just because you like the look of that better or is it actually more cost efficient? It, than it's like a often more cost effect. It's kind of, it's, it's close, you know, it's sort of like we find the cost is pretty comparable to like the, either a slab or that. And the slab is, is the other, that's, that's a popular option. Um, that's probably the most popular option as you get up into the larger sizes. And then we do, we, we have done a handful of like stem wall foundations too on larger structures. And that's usually necessitated by site conditions, right? Like there are places where um, if you have like some slope or, right. um, or something like that, like a slab is often not as desirable. So um, and that, so that's something that we would work with like our local installer and the customer to determine the right foundation type. And then we would have that engineered as part of the permit plan set. Cool. And then, um, this is always, I think the hardest thing, like, this is like the thing we get asked most and the hardest thing for you to explain, but I think the easiest way to do it is to just break this out into components. If we were like, let's just take like an 800 square foot ADU. Um, from you all and think about the costs on a flat lot and let's call it like Denver because it's an expensive market, you know, well, I'm sure. Um, how would like this, and again, your site's actually really one of the issues we have with the industry, which we, we try to stem is just like incredible price ambiguity and opaqueness. And you guys are very good about like kind of, you know, explaining out at least um, on sort of your kit, the costs, but how might that break down in terms of thinking through like, the kit costs for you, you know, I guess the interior costs and then what one would likely expect on the sort of other components, you know, in terms of like the local site costs. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's a great question and it is a challenge. And I think it's mm -hmm. going to remain a challenge for the industry because, the, you know, that's it, because everything still is so site specific. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that's why you have that like that opaque quality to pricing on a lot of these things, um, you know, and a lot of the, like, you know, established, you know, prefab home builders and, you know, or like, you know, what we're doing, it's very easy for us to create clear, transparent pricing around what our building is. And the, the reality is every market is so different around the, when you get into like site work and foundation and trenching and utilities and, you know, compliance with local codes and even square footage estimates are, you know, it's often, it's often difficult, right? You know, I mean, if you have a flat site, it's mostly soil, 
you know, you might be looking at like $5,000 or, you know, 10 or something like that. And it's like, if it's a site that's got some slope to it and it's full of rocks and it's got this and you, you know, you're looking at 50,000 for nice. site work and, you know, the, the considerations of uh, like plumbing too, you know, do you have the right drop to tie in plumbing for an ADU to like your homes, uh, you know, utilities and the, the siting of all that stuff. And so it generally is, it, it you know, cause we've actually, we've wanted to roll out some type of site work estimator or calculator so that people can wrap their heads around the budget number in a more, you know, clear, like, a, a, you know, sort of a more clear and yeah, straightforward way, but it is, it's, it's very difficult because the, that, that's, those pieces can often vary by an order of magnitude. Okay. Um, from site to site, yeah. but well, do you, you, you can go through an example for like, let's just say Boulder, Denver, some like market you all know well, and yeah, let's assume yeah. 800 square feet, and let's assume um, it's a flat, easy site. Yeah, look, so let's. I mean, and actually, you know, so I'm as the person that's not on the front lines of the sales team here. I mm-hmm. hopefully don't misspeak around. Um, if you do, let you us know, know any of these, we'll any of these things. I want to say that, like, is let's see how. I want to say that. Oh, I'm trying to think of like I I can't I have so many square foot numbers kicking around in my head like thirty to forty square feet for concrete or what right like all these different things. I yeah. think, um, I think of, I guess the number that for an ADU. Yeah, I guess I, I really don't want to misspeak. I can speak to the cost of the product, but I almost don't want to throw out site work estimates because I'm not an expert on it. You know you what I mean? Co- you can speak. To, yeah, well, give us as much info. And I mean, we 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 have actually estimates for your company that I think we've cleared with your team. So you know, mostly it's just kind of understanding from uh, yeah, just you know, speak to whatever you can, and you know, we understand that this is complicated. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, I like so. Let's see, site work and trenching. I mean, I think. The ballpark. Well, what do you, I mean, do you have numbers you said that you were, cause I actually am pulling some, I'm trying to, I'm trying to I, I multitask have on my computer here. No, it's fine. I have overall for you all. Um, and again, tell me if I'm wrong. You probably end up in being overall in the 200 to $300 per square foot range. Um, yeah, no, for- that's, and that's correct. And that's, I'm trying to think about how that breaks out right now. Right. Like that's, um, and you know, I, I would for- guess it probably breaks out about 50, 50 between do or maybe 60 40 between kid and site work mm-hmm. um but or do you think it's more again i'm not I'm, the site I'll, work I'll, is I'll, probably less than 40 would be my guess i think okay. um you know so I, think for, our, I think our our, uh, our estimates are normalized to uh we we normalize all our cost calculations to the bay area <laughs> so that might be why it's uh it, you know it's a little bit more in the expensive on the site work side right um so that sounds about right. I mean, so if you're so 300, so that would be, so for an 800 square foot ADU, you know, that, that, so that, that is about $250,000, like as an all in price that if someone came to us and said, I have that as a budget and I want to do an 800 square foot ADU, we would say that's probably realistic. And, and so I think that's a good starting point. Um, you know, the building, like if you're, you know, the building with interior finishes and, um, you know, all of the insta and, and, and a turnkey, you know, white glove installation with all of your rough and finished plumbing and fixtures and appliances and bathroom and hookup and 
all of that, I think you're probably going to be in like the 175 to thousand dollar neighborhood. And then the, the balance of that would be site work and foundation, um, 75,000. So that's not, I mean, that those at, at, a, at a very high level, that yeah. does sound like probably about right. Um, Okay. Anyway, um, this, yeah, <laughs> I, we understand that if someone really wants to find this out, contact your sales team. And yeah, <laughs> sure well, I think, I mean, I, I think that even just sort of the, I mean, whether it's not, it's not even my hesitation to throw something yeah. out there because I don't want to showcase it. It's more like, I don't want to misinform people about cool. anything. And I think it's that, um, but it, even just that exercise shows how, why it's difficult to pin such a specific cost on these things. I think, um, a lot of times, and you kind of do have to speak in those generalities of ranges, right? That this is going to be, yeah the building is going to be 150 to 190 and then your site work is probably going to be 40 to 70 or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, for, let's, for, let's actually transition this into talking about how you build out your local builder network. Cause one of the things we actually see sometimes is sometimes I'm not necessarily you, you all, but uh, right. Sometimes we find out that the easiest place for our clients to gain savings is just be like, well, that quote only looks okay on the local building side. Let us introduce you to two other people. And, uh, right. Like, you know, we see people like, especially in like California, we see like big differences on like foundation costs on steep slopes and stuff like that. Um, so tell, tell me about how you built out your building network because builder network, cause that sounds like a, a pretty laborious thing in and of itself. Yeah, we and so I mean we find that same thing too, you know. And we'll get you know we get estimates from people that are you know like a customer will say, well, I was way along in the process, and then I got this foundation quote, and oh my gosh, right? And yeah. so we're familiar with that dynamic. Um, we have a we have a absolutely stellar network of installation partners uh, at this point, and it has been one of the more difficult pieces to grow um, for the company. I think we've got about fifty. Um, 50 builders in the network now. Um, they're typically, uh, you know, small GC firms, uh, and we have a thorough process to, you know, kind of vet license. You know, they're all licensed, insured, and then trained in the assembly of the studio shed product. Um, some of our larger teams are um, the the majority of their work is doing studio shed installations at this point, and for other. For other people on the team, they you know they'll do other work as well. Um, they often the the one of the benefits of being a part of the network is we you know we basically do all the marketing for these guys. We bring them good jobs, and they typically um, they, they typically see quite a bit of additional work from the customers. You know they'll say uh, you know because they, so they'll we'll bring them a job to say hey here's we've got this ADU installation for you, and then they also end up doing you know retaining walls and deck. Sure. And, uh, you know, all these other things. So it's a really good, um, we've honed in on a good win-win model uh, with those installers. And it's been, you, you know, it, it's just, that's really been an organic process, you know, kind of we've, uh, you know, re outreach, recruiting, um, you know, we do active recruiting uh, in, in markets that we know we want to move into. Um, we, we have gotten referrals from customers before, um, you know, customers have said, I've got my, I have a great contractor. Um, and we'll, we've onboarded some of those people into the network. Um, we, we don't, uh, we don't hesitate to have customers work with their own contractor. So we'll, that's, that's something that we will, um, will work with. It's often desirable. So our, um, you can purchase our product as either a, a, a DIY 
Um, or you can use our installation service. Um, like I said, pretty much most market, most major metros, and then a reasonable, you know, radius around that. And then the DIY, our, our DIY sales are split between what we would consider like a true DIY where the homeowner actually does it. And then right. DIY where a customer works with their own trusted contractor. Um, and we like that. And yeah. that if it's, and we'll work with, um, you know, we'll work with them, give them the same kind of training tools, videos, and, you know, all of the, the documentation that we use with our own teams. And so that's often a good model. And we're also, you know, we're not hesitant to say that that is an area where you can save money, um, especially if you do have someone who's who's good. That's the key, right? It's customer. We, we like <laughs> customers to, to have someone already that they've got some confidence in, not like, hey, I just found this guy and that that project goes you sideways. Care that right? Contractors have experience with penalized construction or does it not really matter? It doesn't really matter. Um, cause what we're doing, you know, what we're doing is not it's, like, it's not technically way outside the box as far as like sips or right. it's, um, the, the panelization is it's still traditional stick frame construction. We use, That's you know, the zip system, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the zip sheathing, it's just such a good vapor barrier and it installs really cleanly. And the factory tolerances that we're able to achieve um, on a framing level are just so good that the building goes up so fast and uh, and so cleanly that it's pretty easy for for anyone with just general framing experience to put it together and have success. And even homeowners with kind of minimal experience, you know, we say it's not it's not putting together an IKEA coffee table, but it's uh, it's within right. the reach of a handy homeowner. Totally. Um, and then in terms of the speed that you were just talking about, so let's say. I said, I want, like, I go through your online tool or whatever and say, I want this one. This looks great. Um, what are the next steps and how long is this process going to take if I'm a, a motivated uh, homeowner? Yeah, for like the, to get the, like, so just the installation piece or the whole process no. of purchasing and manufacturing? From the time I want to purchase one to okay. the time I'd yeah. my, my so the, the big The, the big timeline question there is if it's permitted or not. Um, yeah. and so for an unpermitted, we'll start. So unpermitted, um, if you order one right now, uh, it would be about s probably six weeks, um, six weeks out for our production schedule and then it would ship. And then from, to, to build it something like a, just a single room studio home office, um, like our crews will usually have that dried in, uh, in one day. And then the second day would be, you know, all of the, <clears throat> all the, additional exterior finishes, siding doors, you know, any of those final little touches. And then they usually begin the interior and then, you know, wiring electrical and then interior finishes are typically another one to two days, um, all in. So it's less than a week for like a turnkey studio, um, for our installation teams, a larger ADU would probably be more like, you know, two, two to three weeks at a minimum. It kind of depends on the inspection schedule. Um, that's usually the, that's usually what makes those projects stretch any, any longer than like three weeks, um, is usually that. And then on a, and then if your project was permitted, <clears throat> the way it works is we would work with you to develop that permit plan set and get any information that we needed, things like site plan, um, you know, site lo building location on the site, confirm setbacks, um, foundation engineering details and then we would deliver that document package to the permit office or or the homeowner would take it in and then from that that that's and then that's sort of the black hole 
Like that, that process usually takes about, you know, three to four weeks to get those documents submitted. And then some building departments turn it in like a day or two. And then some, it takes three to four months or yeah. In Cal, you know, Berkeley or some of these longer ones, like in the Bay area can be, um, quite a ways out. And then, so once the per- once we get the permit, um, we, we won't start building the unit until we have a permit in hand. And so then you, you know, you're looking at about six weeks for fabrication and then delivery after that. Got it. Um, that makes sense. And then, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, this is the question I've been wanting to ask the whole time. What are the coolest uh, kind of use cases? And I've I've seen a few on your website. Um, but what are the yeah the cool sort of studio sheds that you've seen your customers? Build? We we have had I mean we have some really cool ones like the you know and it's the like a lot of the art creative studio studios are really cool. Um, you know just some art like seeing the like the art that people have created in there or musicians that have, you know, set up like a really cool music space, um, you know, photography studios. So some of those are really inspiring, you know, home offices are our most popular. And obviously over the last year that's accelerated, but that's not exactly the most, it's not the most amazing, inspiring use case. We've got (laughs) one, a couple right now, learning pods. Like there's a couple of the larger summer series buildings that are like almost like a little homeschool. Yeah, type setup cool. and like that's super cool um we had a guy that he was like a youtube celebrity teaches banjo lessons out of his studio shed that's um cool. so yeah i mean some really really cool stuff it's kind of like you name it you know i think that's one of the things that people have found over the last year certainly is that their home is is no longer a sanctuary so a lot of people you know need a place to whether it's to work or to create or to just get away but still on their property um you know we've, we've heard a lot of really positive response from customers especially over the last year that like oh man just having a place of my own like is really you know, just help my life balance and, and stuff like that and can you talk about um totally okay if you can like what scale you're at like um, in terms of like customers, et cetera? Um, we, uh, we don't share like specific revenue or unit numbers. Um, but I mean, we're shipping, you know, to 20 plus buildings a week, right, right oh, cool. now. So, awesome. you know, right, right now, that's what we're, that's kind of the, if that gives some idea. Yeah, that's it. great. And you're actually, I think one of our, uh, one of our clients or someone mentioned this to us, you're now in Costco as well. Is that right? We are. We have a small selection that's available through Costco. Um, it is a great program. Um, you know, it's kind of the t- if you're familiar with Costco's model, right? Like they want to retail, you know, really like you know something awesome at like a, a great price. And so we pick some of our most popular studio configurations, you know, that are kind of perfect for a home office. And I'd say it's kind of ideal for like that, that, you know, unpermitted size that uh, you know you can get in your backyard. We do I think eight by eight. 10 and 10 by 12, um, and a few different models. And it's like, you know, it's free shipping. It's like we roll up a bunch of that stuff, um, and create some efficiency around, um, getting a little bit more scale, um, in repeating the same product over and over again with them. So it's a really good option if you're looking at, you know, just those, those, those simple, simple home office, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I see there's some reviews on the site. It's very cool. I mean, just, uh, we know how much like our entire site is based on the idea that people want more education and handholding in terms of like doing this process. So the fact that you're 
I mean, I assume it's not a high touch process for you if you're selling through Costco. The fact that you're that, able to so do that it's it's surprisingly, I mean, it it still is actually. I mean, so Costco is less high touch, but we, I mean, but you're right, and that's one of the things that you know we also we have a full customer experience team. They are all terrific. They are professionals. They know the buildings inside and out. They can speak with you know a lot of confidence to all of these questions around like permitting and installation and foundations and things like that. So we do, I think. You know, one of the things that, you know, we think in the prefab industry and landscape in general is that you you have to still like every, it's still a construction project, you know, and I think we sometimes like shied away from kind of making it like too like, we want to make the easy button, right? Like this is easy. And you do still need to set the right expectation that this is a significant project, even something like a small home office requires, you know, you have to dig an electrical trench to, you got to hook something up to your main electrical box. And just like, none of it is overly complicated, but just to set the right expectation that like you're, there is work involved and we will help you. Right. Like that's the thing that is, that's great about where we are now is we have the resources to really handhold a homeowner through these, um, you know, what, what's a, a large purchase decision and just help them with all the steps in the process um, to have success. So I think that's like a real key of our success has been to support, support customers every step along the way. Awesome. Um, so we're actually running a little longer than, than we usually do, which is awesome. So um, we're now moving into our fire round where okay. we uh, typically do one minute or less per question. Typically we do these kind of more generally, but because I have a bunch of stuff I want to ask you still about your business or that we've been asked by our readers we might just go for that um so do you own your own factory and tell me about how setting that up worked we do we are and we are in the process of about doubling the size of it so we don't we don't own the building that we're in but we own our own factory we own the manufacturing process uh it's in lewisville colorado and uh you know like i said we're about we're trying to double the size of it right now uh into 2021 that's awesome. Uh, tell me about, have you seen people do studio sheds kind of, we see a lot of people trying to be on, uh, opportunistic again, all over, but especially in California about EDUs for investment purposes. Do you see that happening often with studio sheds? Uh, we do. And we are bullish on that as something that's going to happen. Um, because, you know, for example, the, the finance cost of building an ADU is often offset on day one by rental income. So it's an excellent ROI for a homeowner. And it's the kind of option that allows more people to get on the housing ladder um, mm-hmm. in high cost real estate areas. So uh, we think that's going to be an increasing part of the conversation and our business. Great. Um, and then do you are you involved in any kind of multifamily projects yet? Cause I could right, like we see this sometimes with tiny homes, like people order 20 of these and make, you know, these little resorts or workforce housing out of this. Do you have experience doing that yet? We don't have experience doing that, but we've had, uh, we've had some conversations and I think that it's probably only a matter of time before we do. Um, we did a large school up in Lake Tahoe, um, that leveraged our panelized product. Um, so that, uh, we, we've done some larger scale things, but not like a multifamily development yet. Got it. And do you have any, uh, studio sheds that have been off grid? Uh, yeah, we do have some that have been off grid. Yeah, it's pretty easy um, to to do that, you know, between solar and um, especially for something like an office, certainly it's easier. Um, and then plumbing is a little bit more of a challenge, but there are a lot of options for that. Uh, and it is something that works well with the product. Cool. Um, and then the last question is, is there like a, a like we know there is um, like a size threshold or certain cities that are just like 
way easier from a permitting standpoint to get this stuff done in? Yes. So 120 square feet is the easiest. So for single room studios, that size and smaller often um, is a pretty smooth process. A lot of communities, the other cutoffs that are common is around 200 to 400. There are often different rules. And then for ADUs, we're finding that 700 square feet, you know, give or take, obviously different communities, it might be right. 720 or six nine or something like that. But those are the typical ranges, something around 120, something around, you know, 200 to 400 and then 700. Those are, it seems like those are some of the regulatory thresholds that are pretty common. Makes sense. Um, and then final question. Um, we asked this to everybody. Uh, what are you most excited about in the near future for your company or for the industry? Uh, I, I'm excited about a couple of things. The ADU landscape and is is very exciting. You know, I think seeing the liberalization of zoning on that, uh, I think it's a great way to add density um, in a thoughtful way to single-family neighborhoods. I think it's easier on neighborhoods than you know, kind of large multifamily infill development. And so I think that the expansion of that is a real is going to be a real benefit to you know the the housing pressure in the country in high cost areas. And then on the studio shed front, um, you know, we've got some really, really cool new ADU and, um, and small home concepts that we're working on uh, that I think will probably come, come to fruition over the course of the next six to 12 months. And uh, yeah, so it's just to move even, even more into that, that prefab small home landscape uh, is going to be exciting because uh, I love the design aspect of it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jeremy. Um, it's been great learning about your company. Your scale and growth is super impressive. So it's going to be fun seeing how you develop over the next couple of years. Um, for more information, everyone, about Jeremy and Studio Shed, uh, studio-shed.com. Um, and as always, you can visit us at prefabreview.com. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me.